Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Hey, we're Aaron Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to talk about how people-pleasing will hurt your marriage. And stop your ministry. Hey, we just want to thank you for listening this week. And uh, if you could take a moment, uh, could you scroll down to the bottom of the podcast app and just hit a star review? You don't even have to leave a text review. If you want to, you can. We'd love that. Um, but hitting those star reviews, it, it helps us get into the algorithm so that other people can find our podcast and other people can benefit uh, from the same thing that you benefit from. So if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love a star review. So the topic of today's episode of people-pleasing actually came from our friends uh, Audrey and Jeremy Roloff, and they have founded and manage Beating 50%. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's a, it's a marriage encouragement blog. Um, they're really good friends of ours, and uh, the last time we hung out with them, they said, hey, we have a podcast idea for you, and it was about people-pleasing and how it could um, hurt our marriages. And um, to be honest, we've actually dealt with this and deal with it um, in our own marriage pleasing people. Yep. So we're going to talk about that today, but I also want to encourage you guys to check out Beating for 50% because it's really awesome marriage encouragement. I think you guys will love them. So as we get into this topic, um, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be wondering what people pleasing is and where it comes from and like at what level and what we're talking about. I feel like there'll be other people who know exactly right when we say people pleasing because when Audrey presented the topic yeah. to me, I was like, I could totally talk on that because I've been there, do done that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so you might know. So what we're going to do is we're going to break it up into three parts. And the first part is going to be, um, where does people pleasing come from? Mm-hmm. Like what, what, what invigorates that in mm-hmm. us? And then the second part is going to be, um, how people pleasing can hurt our marriages and mm-hmm. how it's affected ours. And we'll give mm-hmm. some examples. Yeah. And then the last part is going to be how it hurts our ministries. And we'll also give some examples, um, from our own personal life in that. So, uh, let's just jump right in. Okay. And, uh, there's a few reasons that we believe why we people please. Yeah. And, uh, I think everyone that falls into the category of a people pleaser will probably fall into one of these um, subcategories of why they do it. Yeah. And maybe all of them. Yeah. Um, we've struggled with each one of them mm-hmm. at, at, at various different times. times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why don't you bring up the first reason why um, someone might be uh, inspired or drawn to pleasing other people? Yeah. The first motivator I could come up with, one that I struggle with probably the most, is fear of rejection. So, you know, just wrestling with um, what others think about you. Um, and you know, with that, I think that the, the problem with that is that we find our identity mm-hmm. wrapped up in other people's opinions of ourselves and not Jesus alone, not God alone. Yeah. So the, the, the people that we look up to, the people that we love, the people that we want affirmations from and, mm-hmm. and we want to be, um, identified by, mm-hmm. 
you know, we're going to, a people pleaser, you, you struggled with this. Do um, everything in our power to please them. To make sure that they, yeah, mm-hmm. are pleased by you, mm-hmm. enjoy you, like you. Yeah. Um, and there's a quote I'm going to read from Lecrae. Uh, he's, a, he's a Christian rap artist. And it says, if you live for people's acceptance, you will die from their rejection. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we're going to get at today is this idea of um, who are we living for and who are we trying to please? And the first thing we just talked about, the reason why someone might be a people pleaser and desiring to please everyone in their life or just certain people in their life is that fear of rejection. You want to be loved and accepted by someone and they just, yeah. they either do or mm-hmm. they don't. Yeah. And uh, you've experienced, and we'll talk about this later, but what happens when they don't right. um, and that, that chase of always trying to please them. So the next thing that we believe animates a people pleasing spirit or attitude is pride mm-hmm. or selfishness. And so, again, a lot of these things are going to be wrapped up in each other and intertangled, but let's just look at this idea of pride and selfishness. Um, I think about our home, and we're going to invite people over, and we've we've both done this, and I want to you want to have the house clean, and I want to have... You mean immaculate. Immaculately clean. (laughs) Perfect. The the way it never is. The way it never is. Um, Which, there's nothing wrong with that, because there's an aspect of that that's hospitality, like we want to make it nice for those people, but... So we invite people over and we, you know, we want to wow them. We want to have, we have everything together. Yeah. It, like our house is perfect order and this is how it always is. And we yeah. have this, we this mask we put on and we kind of want to impress them. So it's not so much that we are needing their affirmation, but it's more like, well, we want to look a certain way to them. And so we want to please them and we want them to see us a certain way. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with... Um, you know, hospitality and making sure your home is nice and tidy for when people come over. The problem that I've found is that in my people pleasing attitude Mm -hmm. or, or nature, um, it, draws a response in me and it affects the entire family of rushing to get the house cleaned, uh, being mad or upset or frustrated when people aren't doing the things that I need yeah. them to be doing to make sure the house is in order mm-hmm. before those people get there. Um, just feeling a sense of overwhelmedness. And so I think that's where the root of the problem is, is is in my response in trying yeah. to please others. We're trying to look a certain way. We're yeah. trying to like wrap everything nicely. Hey, we just want to thank you again for listening to this week's episode. We just wanted to let you know real quick about a devotional set that Jennifer and I have written called Husband and Wife After God. Uh, The purpose of the devotionals is to help you draw closer to your spouse and to God. We wanted to read you one of the reviews. Uh, This one's from Samantha L. And she said, I'm in love with this book. It's helping me to refocus daily on what a godly wife should be instead of what we see as a norm in the world around us. The activities, scriptures to look up and prayers to pray are helping me to focus my daily life on God and my husband more than ever. So all you need to do is head over to marriageaftergod.com forward slash devotional at the end of this episode and get more information about the husband and wife after God bundle. Uh, like it's it's all a heart thing because like yeah. we should be hospitable and we should kind of like clean up and not have someone walk into a pigsty. But not to a point of like chaos in my heart, stress, causing other people. Yeah, it's a, it's a heart thing. Are we are we doing it for to please those people and to have an image? Mm-hmm. Or are we doing it because we love those people and we want to bless them? Right. Like there's a different perspective that we're taking. Um, so there's a third kind of category direction that we want to go with why someone might please people. Yeah, and this one's just, um, you purely just want to avoid conflict. You're more of a yeah. passive person, or maybe you've never learned how to navigate those hard conversations or hard situations. Mm-hmm. I'm one of these as well. I I don't like uh, rocking the boat, you know, with, yeah. when, when they say that. I don't like being uh, someone who... Um, 
confronts anyone or anything. And so my nature is to please yeah. everyone just to avoid that. And we'll find out later on that this is where it, it starts affecting ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, when God might want us to say something and we don't. Yeah. So those are kind of our, our three areas is is pride and uh, selfishness, mm-hmm. um, fear, just fear of man. And then the other one is just conflict. Like we don't, we want to avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. We want to like, we want everything to be like nice and pretty mm-hmm. and, and never rough, mm-hmm. never sticky. Um, and all of this has to do with relationships and who we who we are identifying with in our relationships mm-hmm. is it do we have our, our identity in Christ yeah. um, are we trying to please him or mm-hmm. are we trying to please people and therefore our identities in those people and what they see of us yeah I do think it's important to talk about relationships for a minute and maybe identify some mm-hmm. of those specific relationships that we have um, when we're when we're married we have specific relationships that, that we're prone to we're prone to please the other people above our own marriages and yeah. uh, this is where I wanted to bring up to some of our experiences but um, you know sometimes um, let's say uh, a wife in the relationship might tend to please her mother or her mother-in-law mm-hmm. or you know maybe it's her father her parents in general over her husband and yeah. so everything we that she, did have never dealt with this so that so everything that she does is motivated by her responses in these relationships um because of people pleasing um you know maybe it's a husband and his siblings you yeah. know so there's a lot of different very intimate and important significant relationships that can be affected by people pleasing yeah which is this is a perfect transition because i think we should talk about how people pleasing and having an out of order perspective of who we are and who we're trying to please in this world mm-hmm. can affect our marriage mm-hmm. um you just mentioned um parents yeah um if and we've we've dealt with this uh you are trying to please your mom or your dad or your parents and some situation Mm -hmm. um have you how have you experienced that harming me specifically well i mean i just go straight back to the beginning of our relationship or kind of like right before our relationship really became a mature one right before we got married um we were engaged and my parents didn't want me to get married and they didn't want me to do missions and um, I share about this in my book, The Unveiled Wife, and there was yeah. just some tension in the relationship with my parents because they had a different mm. vision for my future. I remember this. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and there was some, some conflict there that I really wanted to avoid um, because I love my parents and I wanted to be a fulfillment of their vision for my yeah. life. But at the same time, I was in love with you. I was eager to mm-hmm. um, serve God with you. And, we and just, it would have been easier to just cut us off, cut me off. It would have been easier to for avoid me to, that hardship. Exactly. And so I tried tried breaking up with you and I remember a really intense really hard conversation with you that basically in like, our car at church I remember. yeah you just you wouldn't let me break up with you I was you. like you're not allowed to break up with me <laughs> what which means that I actually had to grow in this area of of um, navigating a hard conversation with my parents and we worked it all out and so I don't want to leave you guys hanging but yeah. my parents were very and supportive being, and they weren't being bad they they just feared for you and they, they, they had loved opinions you and, that they yeah. wanted to share with us and it, it was just hard for me and so um, we had to navigate mm. that all you know and, and things worked out and my parents are so supportive of us mm. and our ministries and so um, I, I didn't want to leave that part out but yeah. having to even address that issue was really hard for me and then Hmm. and then throughout our marriage there's just been times where you know um my parents would say something and i I tend to agree with them over you just because of you know having lived with them my whole life and and trusting them and and wanting to please Please them them (laughs) that i would even go to the length of um severing our agreement in order to 
please them yeah. to just um yeah and, and they weren't even asking for me to please them that's the funny thing i don't know why i was so drawn to well it's sure a that. it's a longing for identity you, you wanted to be accepted by i wanted mom. approval you wanted to, yeah approval you wanted love uh-huh. um things that you felt like you needed to earn yeah um, which of course you don't they right. love you they love me already you know? yeah um and but some people that are listening might not be in a situation like that mm-hmm. but even if they're not even if the, the family members that they're trying to seek approval from aren't giving them the approval mm-hmm. that further solidifies the reasoning why we're why it's not healthy mm-hmm. to be a people pleaser mm-hmm. because like that lecrae quote yeah. they may approve of you today mm-hmm. and tomorrow something you something did is else. gonna yeah. and, and it's a control thing and now you're 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 enslaved to them and their relationship and how they view you um so you you've struggled with with family relationships um in the beginning of this we were, i was asking i was like how have i struggled with people pleasing and she's like you don't struggle at all with people pleasing <laughs> i said you're the complete I'm, opposite of me i'm i do tend to not play in that role mm-hmm. of like trying to please people i'm usually a, like i don't really care um uh, not in a mean way but mm-hmm. i don't try and please people please but there are ways that i have find my, found myself i probably land more in the um pride and selfishness mm-hmm side of people pleasing and a perfect example is um i love to be needed mm-hmm. so if i have a friend or an acquaintance or someone who has gotten to know me and they know that i have a skill or a, th- a way of thinking or a talent that they could use and they need um and they request that of me i feel good i'm like oh they need me mm-hmm. oh i'm valuable to them mm-hmm. and so and this has happened in the past with us i'll tend to I'll, I'll say, hey, so-and-so needs me, right? And you're like, well, You literally drop everything. <laughs> I drop everything to go spend time with that person and give them of myself mm-hmm. um, altruistically. But really, I'm, I'm, it feels good to be needed. Yeah. And so I'm pleasing that other person. Even if it's an inconvenience to the family, our schedules. Which or, it has been t- tons of times. Yeah. Just, um, or... You know, because it's not wrong of me to want to go and help someone, but sure. when it's been like Monday the and then Tuesday and then Thursday <laughs> and then Friday and then Saturday and then all week, and you're like, you've been doing stuff with people all week. Can we go do something as yeah. a family? Yeah. So I may not do that um, on a wide scale with a lot of mm-hmm. things, but I do seek. Yeah. I, I please no, people. A good, in that that's a good sense. example. I like that. Um, I appreciate you sharing. I've that. noticed it though, and a, a perfect recent example is um, I've been going to this CrossFit gym, and I've gotten some really awesome relationships with all the people that go to my class and uh, they planned a, a party on for, on uh, you know this last week and I told them I was like yeah I'm gonna try and come it's gonna be awesome and I forgot to tell you yeah. I and just, I booked something else <laughs> and you booked same something time. else um, that was more important it was a parenting class it was awesome it was gonna be like a there hadn't been one in a while and and you're like ready to go and I'm like oh hey I this got a Friday. babysitter and everything I was like hey this Friday um, we're going to this party and she's like uh, no that thing is <laughs> happening on Friday also I'm like oh my gosh and I we almost agreed to you we, go we to negotiated that he would go to his thing and I would go to mine yeah and and then I finally I was like that's just dumb I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna cancel it they're gonna I'm gonna see them every single yeah. day this week it's yeah. gonna be fine and so I canceled yeah and we can do something else so I canceled and we went to the thing together and it was actually we talked about it all night it was mm-hmm. awesome yeah um, but I realized that because I, I love those people at my gym and like I, I'm excited about I care about what they think of me. Mm-hmm. And I already told them I kind of committed and mm-hmm. I was they were excited to see me and I, and I felt needed. Mm-hmm. And like, so there's just all this stuff. Not that it was wrong that I wanted to go. Um, I just could easily messed up this yeah. to fulfill that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need to do it. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. There'll be more things. Yeah. Um, so I would say that was a win mm-hmm. recently. I haven't always won. I've, there's <laughs> definitely times I've... 
um, fallen into the people pleasing yeah. trap. Yeah. But um, there's another um, example of people pleasing that I want to bring up, and I I've struggled with this. Mm-hmm. I would say our whole marriage, but I've gotten better at not needing so much control in this area. But because I'm such a people pleaser and I care a lot about what other people think, um, I've really struggled in our relationship with before we go somewhere or people are coming over, I give you the, I call it, I think in my mind, the rundown, like, okay, so if you're going to be talking to this person, make sure you don't say this or that or say it like this. Um, make sure you you always bring up you use these certain words don't use those words oh my goodness and, uh, you guys make sure I'm so controlling with this again have I gotten better I hope oh, you it's, you totally have. okay yeah. but in the beginning of our marriage I cared so much about what people thought of us as a couple that I thought oh no Aaron is going to make me look bad or make us look right. bad if he does this this or that and so I would prep him before even before church we'd go to a, a Wednesday night Bible <laughs> yeah. study with other married couples and I'm like please just do this, don't do that. Sometimes you talk too much, Aaron, just so, so don't talk too much. Make sure you only talk for 40% of the time and not the whole time. I would say, though, um, even though that came out of a place of trying to please people, we've actually yeah. talked about this, yeah. like, hey, I think you're trying to please them more than you are trying to like be one with me. Yeah. Um, it has been beneficial at some levels because I do need sometimes help. Yeah. Um, but you've changed the way you approach me. You say, hey, yeah. like just these just so we are aware of the the kind of situation or the kind of people we're going to be around here's mm-hmm. how you can be yeah. and it's turned from protecting your our image yeah um it's turned into protecting me mm-hmm. um which is a big difference um, so yeah, that was, that's been a, a contentious area of yeah. ours. Um, but yeah, you've gotten much better at it. Yeah. I think you still struggle with it, but so let's talk about how, yeah, not as bad. So let's talk about how, um, you know, people pleasing can affect the marriage relationship. We've touched on some examples, but like just overall general. Yeah. Well, if we're trying to please other people, we're going to, like you were just saying, we're going to do things to make sure that that other person is comfortable or happy or content Mm -hmm. with us. Mm -hmm. And that almost, how often is the person outside of our marriage looking out for the interest of us? Not that even the person's even trying to do anything, Mm -hmm. but if I'm trying to please that person, I'm going to go give them my time, my attention, Mm -hmm. my energy, and not look inwardly in in our oneness and our relationship. And essentially it's putting that person or those people on a pedestal and giving them a a greater value than your spouse. Right. But I'd like to put this into perspective also. Putting my spouse on that pedestal Okay, if you remember in the beginning of our marriage, we both had this this expectation that the other person was going to fulfill all of our desires mm-hmm. and needs. Mm-hmm. And the moment they didn't, it broke us all apart. So yeah. it was kind of like this opposite effect of like, I need to please you because I need something from you. But it it always didn't work because I can never please you enough and you can never please me enough. And that's caused this sever in us and this broken expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially what we're doing is we're putting people either our spouse or other people um, in a position that they don't belong mm. in our life. And I want to read a scripture from um, that Paul wrote. And it talks about this idea. Um, and it's not a direct doctrinal teaching of like what he said is what you should do. It's a, it's a way of looking at mm-hmm. who we're to please. So the scripture I want to read is from Galatians chapter one. And it's Paul writing to the church of Galatia. And he's talking about himself, but listen to his perspective. He says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Mm. So that that position we're putting people in when we try and please people in relationships is we're putting them in the place of Christ. Mm. If I'm trying to please this person over here, 
and I'm going to like organize my life and the way I talk and the things I do so that this person accepts me and approves of me and loves me and gives me what I need from them, my identity, then I'm not a servant of Christ. Mm. I'm a servant of that person, right? You know that if you would have um, given in to your mom at that point when you were a full grown adult and you were about to make an adult decision with us, you would have been serving her, not me. Right. Right. And so we, but we can look that in any situation, any situation where we crumble under like, Oh, this person's not, you know, what, what have I done? Like you're no longer, my identity is no longer in Christ. It's no longer in what the word says about me. It's in what that person has said about me, what they think of me and how they've presented me to me. Mm. And so Paul, his heart is, when we read this, what we can pull from it is saying, who are we a servant of? Are we a servant of people or of Christ? That's really good. And I think that what's important to um, just kind of rest on this verse for a minute and really consider its impact in um, us independently, but also as a marriage Mm -hmm. and kind of how we were talking about ministry is when we feel prompted to um, speak into someone's life, Mm. a people pleaser usually won't if it's one of those conflict, you know, or, or hard situations, uh, because we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to cause any strife Mm -hmm. or discomfort for those people or for us. And so I think that there's probably been many times, many opportunities, uh, wasted because people pleasers aren't willing to go there to serve that other person in love, to address, you know, something Mm -hmm. hard, um, in order for growth to happen. Which is this perfect transition into how people-pleasing hurts our ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about a marriage after God, that our marriages are a ministry in this world. Yeah. They're a ministry to each other, and they're a ministry to everyone in our life. Mm-hmm. And just like Paul, he's, he, right now he's saying, for my seeking approval of man or God, he's, he's talking about, he's like, I'm telling you something really hard right now, and I wouldn't be telling you this if I was trying to get your approval. Right. And, and so he wasn't. He's like, I'm not getting your approval. I'm trying to get approval from God. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm going to tell you what God wants you to hear because that's the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, you know, like you said, it's more loving to be approved of God and to seek to please God for the people in our life than it is to be approval, getting our approval and seeking to be loved and approved of by people. Yeah. And I feel like it would just help you know, emotionally and mentally going into all of our relationships mm. to not have that chaos or stress of having to please that person that's really hard to please or or please yeah. all those other all those relationships in our life when really all we need to be focusing on is pleasing God. Right. Cause if if we did that, then as Paul's saying, he's like, I'm telling you something right now and I'm not trying to please you in doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do what God's asked me to do. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, he gave us these words of life. Yeah. And he taught the Galatians the words of life, and he and he did that to please Christ, not not them, mm-hmm. and it actually benefited them. So, if we if we love God and we get our identity from Him and we get our fulfillment from Him and our contentment in Him, and we believe the things He says about us, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. It could be your mom, it could be my mom, it could be my brother, it could be our friends. They could say whatever they want about us. We're going to know where we stand with God, yeah. and we're going to be confident in that. Yeah. And we're going to present to those people what God wants us to, mm-hmm. love and truth. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to avoid being um, obedient to what the Word of God tells us to do and calls us to do in other people's lives. So another verse, just to illustrate this point that you're making, is Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. It says, The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord mm-hmm. is safe. That's good because that, that word fear we haven't brought up yet other than in the beginning of like a motivation. Mm-hmm. And essentially our people pleasing is actually a fear. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to please that person because I'm afraid that they're going to reject me. I'm afraid that I'm not going to be fulfilled. I'm afraid that I'm not going to be worth or valued right. or right. So we have mm-hmm. this fear of man. And it says that and it, their opinions of us. And it says that that lays a snare, which that, is a trap. It's a trap. It which keep, means people pleasing doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. We have an example of this. So this is a funny. I, don't want to share this. I know this is a funny example. I'll, I'll lay the foundation and okay. then you can say how it made you feel. Um, so Jennifer, uh, we always I always try and encourage her to like go live on Facebook, go live on Instagram. Which I, I get it's hard. I, I have a hard time doing it. She's like, I want to have my makeup done. I want to do my hair, which is totally normal. Um, and so she's trying to do this and she's trying to present herself a certain way. And I tell her, I was like, babe, like people love you for who you are. Like, that's why they love you, <laughs> that you aren't afraid to do that. Um, but she still, you know, wants to, and there's nothing wrong with that. And so one day she, she got all ready. She had her hair done. She had her makeup done. And she did this Instagram video and she's like, I felt so good. And one of the first messages she gets, what did it say? Oh, it was terrible. You guys, um, <laughs> my heart crushed, but, um, another woman just told me how it's really important that I need to make sure that I take some time to get myself ready and put for the day order. <laughs> and make sure that my hair and makeup's done. Did she say you looked unkept? Yeah. She said I looked unkept <laughs> and I, you guys, I literally was reading it and go, Oh my goodness. No. Like, did I look that bad? I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe someone I was, even messaged I was you that really in the first place. But like she did all of what she could to like look presentable. I was like, there's really nothing else I could do to make myself any prettier. And the, one of the first messages she got from that live video was, hey, I really wish, like being in a ministry like you, I really wish you like made yourself look presentable, better. Yeah. Presentable. <laughs> so, like put some makeup on, do your hair. That's what they told her. Sorry if anyone else feels that way. So what we're getting at is, is you could try and please people. It won't work yeah. because... You're, people have opinions and, they, yeah, and they're not and they're gonna change yeah. and they're gonna it doesn't matter what you do they're gonna always you know say one thing or the other yeah. right uh, for me um, I used to have you know big old wood plugs in my ears and I'd have people be like oh those are so awesome I love that and then I'd have other people be like what are those ugly things in your ears you look ridiculous <laughs> right that's the two things I get I take them out and now I get talked about because of the holes in my ears and I had one guy even say like I used to follow you because you had a beard and you had plugs and now you don't have those I and that's the only reason I followed you and I'm like (laughs) so there's nothing I'm gonna do that's gonna please everyone (laughs) but that's that's just the funny part of like the trap yeah you're just in this trap of continually trying to please people yeah that are continually changing their opinions about the world and yet I just had this thought that like how often in marriage are we really seeking like we do with other people to please our spouse like that much, like with that much mm-hmm. effort and that much energy. It's rare. I'll, I'll admit, I <laughs> yeah. I don't try and please you as often as I'm trying to run around like a right. chicken with my head cut off to please so many other people. Yeah, That's and if a there problem. Was, and if there was anyone we were, if there was any person that we should probably seek to please other than the Lord, it would be our spouse. Yeah, it should be our spouse. But that should be in the context of we're pleasing God and doing it. Right. Like I'm seeking His approval, therefore I'm going to love yes. you as Christ loves the church, yes. and you're going to honor and respect me yeah. as you're called to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that you're right. Like how do we put that kind of effort <laughs> into our spouse? That not often, right? <laughs> Um, that's really funny. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, let's let's go into a little bit more on this idea of how it can hurt our ministry. We just okay. talked about how um, it might make us avoid mm-hmm. saying something mm-hmm. that might be difficult to say, calling someone out on their sin mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, like you don't, you shouldn't be walking in that." Mm-hmm. Um, in marriage, co- telling telling a husband, "Hey, like, are, is your wife cherished? Are you loving your wife the way you're called to love?" That might be a hard conversation if I was caring more about their opinion of me. Right than I was caring about God's opinion of me, mm-hmm. um, which isn't loving. Mm-hmm. It'd be me avoiding the truth in love right. and fake, faking that I love that person mm-hmm. when I really should be telling them and warning them. Right. 
because the Bible tells us to do that. Mm-hmm. So let's go further into this. Like, you know, we're trying to please people and we have, the, and we have a ministry. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be preaching the gospel and living out the gospel of their lives and spreading the word of God, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, if we're people pleasing, we, we're not going to do that. In First in Thessalonians 2 verse 4, Paul says this, But just as we have been impro- approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak. Not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. And I'm going to use this to transition to another scripture, but we have to know this. God tests our hearts. So when I was when we were talking about cleaning the house, yeah. so whether or not anyone ever recognizes that we're doing that to be to be approved of by the person coming to visit us, mm-hmm. God knows our hearts. Yeah. And so are we doing it to be hospitable and to bless those people that are coming, or are we doing it to receive praise and to be viewed a certain way? Oh, God, that's so good. God knows it. That's right? so good. And I we need to, to be aware. This. We need to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, and and because we care what God thinks, yep. we ca- God tests our hearts. Mm-hmm. Proverbs talks all about how He tests our hearts, so that you know God tests our hearts, and He He we want to please Him. Yeah. And so that brings us to the second part of like, you know, our ministry and how people pleasing could affect it mm-hmm. and harm it and and destroy it. Actually, uh, if you want to read in Matthew chapter six okay. verses one, and we'll talk about it. Okay. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. So, man, this is a powerful scripture. Jesus is about to teach the Lord's Prayer mm-hmm. and teach his disciples how to pray, because they say, Lord, how do we pray? And he's just talking about what, how we should be aware of the kind of practice of our outward appearing righteousness. Mm-hmm. And the, the point he's saying is, he's saying, hey, when you do these things for God only, you won't do it for the praise of man. Mm-hmm. And how often, I, I've, we've been here, yeah. that we give, we're generous, mm-hmm. or we go and volunteer, or we go and do this thing over here, or we dropped food off for so-and-so, or we went to do, you know, build this thing or dig this ditch or whatever it is that we yeah. were doing for God. Mm-hmm. And in re- reality, in our hearts, it was to be seen. We wanted everyone to know how righteous we were. We wanted everyone to know how good we were and how generous we were. And that's a danger because what that is, is we're doing ministry for the sake of pleasing the eyes of man and not pleasing the heart of God. Mm -hmm. And so whether or not ministry happens, you know, things are getting done. The heart that we're doing it in is destructive and it's, and it breaks God's heart. And God says, you got your reward. Mm-hmm. All the people that you wanted to, to praise you and say, good job. And like, oh, you're so good. And how holy you are. That's your reward. And if we truly want to please God, who are we going to do it for? We need to do it for him. We need to do it for him. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we're never going to do something that's visible. Right. Like I just the same example of the house and, and a guest. Right. There's going to be things that are visible, but it, we have to evaluate ourselves. We got to say, Lord, who am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. Am I going to volunteer for this thing over here because I know that those three people right there know that I'm going to do it, and I want to make them, I want to prove or prove to them that I'm a holy person, or I'm giving money or time or energy to this thing over here because that person over there sees it, and I want them to think of me a certain way. 
Is that what we're doing it for? For the, for the praise of man, for the, for the eyes of man to be on what we're doing? And so, like I said, even if the ministry's happening, it's not. Mm-hmm. Because what God wants is our hearts. Right. And he wants us to do things for him, not for the praise of man, not to be seen. Um, and so our encouragement to you is to ask God to show you if there's any areas of your life that you are seeking the approval of man rather than God. Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean we're not trying to be at peace with people because the Bible tells us to be at peace. It doesn't mean that we aren't going out of our way to bless and honor people. It doesn't mean we're doing those things. It's a heart thing. It's a heart check. Why are we doing Evaluate it? Evaluate your hearts and see yeah. where you're landing on this. Yeah, the Bible tells us to do all things as unto the Lord mm-hmm. and not for man. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the, do you have any more thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, the only thing that I really want to stress is that, you know, a marriage after God recognizes that their marriage is a ministry. So all the mm-hmm. things that you do with your spouse, your, your marriage is a ministry. Yeah. And if you're a people pleaser and you're seeking to please other people outside of your marriage relationship, no matter what why or what the mm-hmm. co- situation is and it causes uh, contention in your marriage it severs that agreement that unity uh, there's a problem and it's going to disrupt the ministry mm-hmm. impact that your marriage can make so the reason that we're bringing this message to you today is because we want you to recognize that your marriage is a ministry and we want you guys to evaluate your hearts and make sure that you're not people pleasing just to please and uh, seek that approval from yeah. others and make sure that you're not being a source of that contention in your marriage because we want your marriages to be impactful. Yeah, so the prayer that we have for you is that you would examine your hearts, allow the Holy Spirit to examine your hearts, mm-hmm. and turn your hearts towards God. Please Him alone. And whatever He asks you to do, do it for Him. And so we just pray that this encouraged you today, and we thank you for uh, listening, and we look forward to having you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? Find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying or maybe you don't know what to pray or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.